in reference to our trip we, we took, I'm going to have, uh, and Duart is going to share, and then Cody's going to share as we're all up here together for moral support, and then we have a video to show you. So here's our scripture for today, and this is, uh, the context is here, is, is this is uh, 1 Samuel 17, and this is right in the middle of the very familiar David and Goliath uh, passage. 1 Samuel 17, uh, starting at verse 45. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give you give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you in, into our hands. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for... Um, the privilege of being able to travel safely to Africa and back this last two weeks. Thank you, Lord, for the things that you are doing. And uh, I pray that you would um, guide and encourage uh, Duard and Cody as they share this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Salam alaikum. Negative. Jabarak. That's for Don. It's a little inside joke. That was Don's response to anything that he didn't know what to answer. Jamadrak. Jamadrak. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Okay, on a serious note, uh, thank you for all of your prayers and support on the trip. Um, it's an awesome feeling knowing that prayer warriors are hard at work uh, while we are following God's calling. Uh, great things happened during this trip and knowing that our family here was with us in prayer and spirit is huge. Um, a few things before we start, uh, a few tips if you're planning on going on a trip in the future. Uh, one, um, do not take anything that has chocolate as an ingredient in it to a country that is 90 degrees or hotter. Um, more of it ends up on the wrapper than you get in your mouth, so don't do that. Next one is bring earplugs for sleeping <coughs> because <laughs> and, and, br and bring extras for your friends um, because you never know what types of noises will be produced by your roommates. <laughs> Lots of years of experience right here. So. And before traveling home, this is the most important one. Uh, check all the luggage to make sure there isn't an adorable Senegalese baby stowed away <laughs> that someone on the trip is trying to bring home. We succeeded in not having that happen. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, we have the great Bible story of David and Goliath, the shepherd boy versus the great warrior. A week ago, our team attended service in Kafreen at the church that is attached to the Bethesda school, and this was our scripture verse for, the, for that Sunday. In the story, the Israelites, with Saul as their leader, has been staged for at least 40 days against the Philistines. Every day and night, Goliath would come out from the Philistine camp and mock the Israelites, 
until David finally stepped in. When David had Saul's attention, he said that he would go out and battle against Goliath. He was immediately shut down due to the being only a boy and going up against a warrior that had been training since his youth. Saul was limiting David because he he because of what he saw David to be, a shepherd boy. We know that David is able to convince Saul to let him fight Goliath, and David goes on to win the battle. Limits was the focus of the sermon last Sunday in Bethesda. Limits are barriers that can be either good or bad. We have speed limits on our roads that are there to protect us. And by the way, there are very few speed limits, if none, in Senegal. If you work in a grocery store, there are minimum and maximum limits uh, for items that are on the shelves. Uh, There are limits to how much money you can bring into or out of a country while traveling. There are also limits that are barriers and keep us from getting something done. Sometimes that is because we use our own assumptions, as Saul did about David, to say, I can't do that, or he can't do that. We see goals as unachievable due to any number of variables, money, time, strength, or willpower. And yet we need to remember that God has the ultimate plan. It was only a couple of years ago that we started talking about a health hut, health clinic in Jogalay. At the time, I can remember having a discussion with one of our long-term missionaries in country who had suggested that we not build the clinic. Uh, And that was due to a previous experience that they had that didn't go too well, and they didn't want us to go down the same path. Over time, we continued to feel the presence of God telling us not to limit ourselves and build the clinic. And during this trip, we again felt God's presence while in Jogalay, which I'll give you three stories now of things that made the health hut a game changer for that area. On the day that we had a big clinic, there were over 300 people that were served uh, last Friday uh, by a a great uh, host of clinic folks that came from the Bethesda School, uh, not the Bethesda, the the Bartome Hospital and surrounding uh, villages that came to help. Uh, An unfortunate situation happened outside the clinic that day. A young boy had gotten too close to a donkey and was kicked in the face. His parents rushed him into the clinic, which was in full operation at the time, and a quick triage was done to realize that the boy could not be helped there but needed to go to the hospital. Even though the boy was not helped at the clinic, just having the skilled personnel there that could make a decision quickly on how to treat the child could be the difference between life and death. After a clinic day, we learned of a pregnant woman that was near delivery that stopped at the clinic for help in the evening. The hospital team had already left and the woman was directed to Suricone, which is the next village two miles away that has both a clinic and a birthing center. Since I heard the story second or third hand and know that I would not get the details right, uh, the moral of the story is that when the clinic is staffed and operating in Jogalay, that expecting mother would be cared for without having to go elsewhere. This again will be a game changer, and it was a sign for us from God that we're headed in the right direction. The third and final story is from last Saturday morning. Uh, John and I had gotten up early and did our jogalay jog from Caffrine to the village. Uh, we needed to leave Caffrine early to miss the heat, and uh, and so we had a couple hours of downtime at the clinic 
before the rest of our team showed up. Uh, while we were waiting at the clinic, a mother and son stopped by for medical assistance, not knowing that the clinic was closed. Uh, the young boy had some gauze wrapped around a finger, which it was very apparent that it had been bleeding. Uh, the people in that region are ready for this clinic to be in full operation and functional, and with, a, with skilled clinic staff, the boy could have been treated on the spot. And that was yet just another sign for us to know that we're, we're doing the right thing, we're in the right, right area. Limits. We, and especially us in America, tend to be fairly conservative in our approach, and it makes me wonder what God thinks of that. How hard would it be to have the faith of David to know that God has our back? What is he asking us to do next? As followers of Jesus, we need to have open arms and helping hearts and be praying for God to show us the way. Again, thanks for supporting this trip, and I look forward to Mountain View being God's hands and feet around the world for many years to come. Let's not limit ourselves. Thank you. So I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I'm going to wing it. Um, uh, so this was the first trip where we didn't plan our own trip. We used Mission Inner Senegal and the employees there. We kind of told them what we wanted to accomplish. Um, but from there, they kind of made all of our plans, our meal plans, our day-to-day, hour-to-hour plans. And for me, I knew when John asked um, what we wanted to share about this morning with you guys that I really wanted to tell you about Male. Um, he, he was kind of our trip leader. Um, Adama helped out for the first part, but then Adama had to leave, and he was fully in charge of our team, and he did an amazing job. Um, just very thoughtful and took really good care of us. He is in his fourth month in his internship with Mission Inner Senegal, so he has two more months left. Um, but the reason I wanted to tell you about him was because he's a Christian man in Senegal who, huh? yeah, he's 26 years old, so he's a young man. He's still um, coming up in those years. Um, but he was born in a Wolof village um, whose father was a believer who grew up with knowing missionary Christian kids that he kind of played with and grew up with. He was a kid who has gone through all of the programs we have in place, not just us, but other people, um, Christian programs in place in Senegal. Um, and he's kind of, I hate to put this much pressure on him, but the, the poster child for what we all hope all of these outreach things are going to do. He is now one of the leaders in the Christian community in Senegal. So that was kind of a big deal and he's an amazing person um so i just wanted to let you guys know that everything we're doing there is meaningful and is making a difference and and you didn't cry (laughs) so um we want to share a video with you that that we put together um pictures are so much more uh, better really giving you an idea of what, what has happened this last week. Uh, there's this good, it's going to be a scripture on the, at the beginning, and I just want to tell you why. It's Romans 12, 1 and 2. And uh, we went, the, the number one purpose of the trip was to dedicate the clinic. And last Sunday, if you were here, you saw some video of the dedications. We're not going to show you a lot of video of the dedication. But um, we, as we were praying and, and worshiping and singing every, every morning, uh, we 
we used scripture passages from the Old and New Testament that had to do with dedication, the dedication of the temple, the dedication of the uh, one of the scripture readings that we didn't use, but it was the the uh, the wall, Nehemiah's wall, um, but also scriptures in the New Testament about dedicating ourselves to what what God is doing and His mission in the world. And so this passage from Romans 12:1 talks about offering our bodies as a living sacrifice to, to the Lord. And this really was a uh, meaningful uh, passage for us this week because we were basically, as Cody said, we were just basically there kind of um, offering ourselves in whatever way um, could be um, appropriate. As you probably would guess, working with nationals in um, a foreign country is really imp a, a good, important way to do things. Because um, Americans coming in and doing a bunch of ministry is um, just a fraction of how effective it can be when Africans are ministering to Africans. And so we're encouraging that and we're going and just basically saying, Lord, use us. And Lord, the Lord really did use us in amazing ways. And you'll see it in the video. But I wanted to just give a little context for that now before we see it. So team, thank you so much for coming up. Amen. Let's watch the video. <laughs> 